Hello! Hey, that's me. And welcome to the last video this company will ever make. <laughs> Our sponsors are- do we have sponsors? No. Why do you, where did we say last time? When there's no sponsors, day- day five, season two comes out August 6th. So that's our sponsor for today. Oh. We've been doing experimental podcasts. Yeah. Where last week we did a one-on-one -on -one with Mr. Gavin Free. I sat down with Gavin. And then this week- You caught me off guard. Beloved personality. <laughs> I've been coming up with excuses for six years, <laughs> and you finally caught me off guard, and I was like, ah. What was it? What was what? What was it that made it work? Just you weren't paying attention? I just wasn't paying attention. I didn't make like a specific play nah, or anything you texted, like that? you texted me something nice, and I said thanks, and then I, and then I like, I said affirmative to something else in the conversation, and I didn't realize you had snuck a podcast ask in there yeah, as well. Man. Yeah, And then I felt like I can't say no. I, I, I had you on a yes. roll of responses. It's yeah. like you were responding to one thing after another yeah. and then just went in for the kill. Broke my streak. <laughs> well, it had to end at some point, right? I guess. Well, you, I mean, you would you've been on off topic. You have your own podcast. Not very often. What's that? I try not to be on it very often. Why? Ah. Okay. I so I uh I, I like to uh I don't I, I fucking I don't like to listen to me. I don't know why anybody else would. But uh I, I don't, not enough shit happens from week to week in my life to talk about on a podcast. No, it is, you have to build up a lot of life and experience. And if yeah. I'm recording for 15 hours a week in fucking Let's Plays anyway, whatever, whatever small thing happens to me at a fucking fast food restaurant or when I get my dick stuck in something, whatever, uh, I've already covered it like two or three times by the right. time the podcast comes out. So I just like, I just feel like I'm taking up space when I'm on a podcast two or three weeks in a row. So I try to do it like every three to five weeks. That's it. Three to five weeks. That's my goal. Yeah. Build something the up. The off-topic podcast, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh... And then I have a new rule, too, because that fucking podcast goes for, like, a year and a half. What is it? It's like a stamina thing. You should watch. Have you ever seen the crew after you guys finished that podcast? <laughs> no. They look fucking miserable. Yeah, well... Fucking miserable. I look miserable about an hour and 45 minutes in, so I have a new rule where as soon as I'm out of juice, like, I'm bored, or, like, I run out of stuff to say, or, like, I just have hit the Michael wall, or whatever it is, <laughs> I just, I just eject. And I'm just like, alright, I'm bored, I walk, and I just walk out, mid-podcast. I noticed that last week, because I came in with the cheddar biscuits, and you were there, and then I came back later to get another one, and you were, like, long gone. Yeah, no, I went back to my office to, to answer emails. Call that Irish exit. Is that how you do it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's like, I, uh, I literally go, alright, I'm bored now, and then I leave. No, that's, the Irish exit is where you're at a party, and you're like, I've done enough here. My job here is done, and then you just scoot. You take the whiskey and you go. You're like Scaramucci. You're just like, I'm, I'm done. You don't tell anybody. It's actually, a lot of people kind of prefer it to make an Irish exit. I'm sure it's racist, but Irish people are white, so it's fine. Yeah. Those are my people. You're probably part Irish, right? So you mm. can say it. I'm probably part Irish. Yeah, I am definitely. My dad's side, I'm like almost entirely Irish. I was going to go to uh, Notre Dame my whole life, and then got in, and we couldn't afford it, so came to UT. It's just like how I'm from Alabama, so I can say stuff like, redneck, please. <laughs> Nobody can say no. So the other thing, too, I was thinking about is that we have also, we worked together 12 hours a day? In the early we're going, years. We're going back. In the early years, maybe 18 hours. 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. 2 a.m. every day. Yeah. Three or four. Well, maybe not every day, but probably five days a week. Yeah. It is entirely possible, and you might be the only person in my life who's like this. It is entirely possible that I have had every conversation with you. Yes. Like every possible you think I stopped coming on the fucking podcast? I know, that's what I'm saying. It's like we have had every possible conversation at this point. Yeah. If we were married, we would have to get divorced oh, no just because we would just be out. It'd be that like old couple that just sits and like fucking <sighs> eats, just do eat this. dinner at Golden Corral and just has fucking nothing to say. 
what used to be like the newspaper for yeah. breakfast, and that's all you'd get. Well, I did actually last week. I did say something that I didn't know was new information. <laughs> so I started talking about. I started talking about the post show, and it kind of blew up. And listen, before we t- we talk about this, hey, hold, um, hold, hold on just a second. Shut up. There you go. Fuck. No I love it. Respect around here. We should have him on to patrol the podcast more often. I had to yell at those people like one time. I fucking blew my voice out yelling at those fuckers. It's just, it's disgusting. What could possibly be lack that of respect? What is so fucking A, what's so funny? What's a goddamn important over by the fucking Funyuns that you gotta make <laughs> all the noise in the world for? Christ. But last week uh, on the post show, I talked, I, I made a reference to the time that Jack Patillo got fired. And so <laughs> the I first wanted, time he got fired, we like to say. Yeah, the first time he got fired. So, uh, uh, Jack wanted to write a journal entry about it. I said, listen, we said it on the podcast. Why don't you come talk about a podcast? I, was, I think it's always weird to address something in a different format than it initially came up. Because then people just don't don't see it or whatever. Also, uh, can I uh, further preface this by saying this is such a non-event. <laughs> I, yeah, I could, yeah, that's the thing too. It's like for, for some people it's going to be probably new information. But for us, this is nine years old. Yeah, and counting. Yeah. It's like Jack is one of the most important people at the company. Created Extra Life, does all our charitable work. Obviously, a huge part of Achievement Hunter and starting that. Kissing your ass here a little bit. Thank you. But it's like we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't bring up something and joke about it if there was actually a problem. But there was a problem way, way, way back. And it was when Achievement Hunter very first started. Best hugger in Rooster Teeth. I want to throw that in as well. <laughs> Are you? Uh, uh, according to, good, uh, good. not Fibbage, what game is that? We play? I don't know. Yes. You're a nice guy. According to that. Yeah. Yeah, this is. Uh, I like your wife better than you. I'm just going to throw that out there. I totally nice. understand. Everybody does. Yeah. 100% understand that. Yeah, this is something. Um, and your dad. Bernie, Bernie, you thought this was like kind of out there already. I think less than 10 people know the, the story behind this. But we, t- we would talk about like your porn career and stuff. Yeah, like that. I mean, that I talked all... about going to LA. Never said We why. just never talked about why you went to LA. Yeah. Well, do you, do you just want to, because there's like a, okay. fucking people are talking about it. You're getting hit up on social. Right. Like, it's annoying you yeah, because yeah. So, this is so far in the past I, for you. Yeah, I was, I was, please, I was, don't I was, let us steal your thunder. Please tell us the story about the time Okay, so I was, I was sitting at my desk yesterday and all of a sudden my Twitter started <laughs> blowing up and it was like, uh, hey, what, like, how come you got fired? How do you almost destroy Rooster Teeth? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I had to figure out what happened and then I traced it back to Bernie talking about me getting Bernie's fired. Bernie's big dumb mouth. Yeah. And, uh, yeah so what happened about that? We're about... What a, less than a year into Achievement Hunter, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we it was like new. Four or five months in. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, I'd say closer to like nine months in. But anyway, you can um, say whatever you want. We, you we, we I was working on Achievement Hunter stuff. It was just Jeff and I at that point, and um, we had been working with with uh, companies out there, and uh, we had received like for one of the er, one of the earliest times ever, we received some stuff. Probably early. one of the first times ever. Yeah, we, yeah. we got early access to some software to some software. And uh, it was on a piece of hardware that I had in my possession. And so um, at that point, I was still working at home every now and then. I would bring it up to the office kind of back and forth. Well, I'd like to point out, this was a time in Achievement Hunter where we all shared computers. And you and I would have to wait until people were done producing Red versus Blue or GameStop commercials or whatever it was. Like, this was a very much Achievement Hunter was a nights and weekends type production. And we would literally have to borrow computers when other people weren't using them. Like, it was yeah. a time when everybody in the company didn't have a computer. We had production computers. Yeah, I think and so I was using Matt's machine initially. It was yeah. oftentimes easier for you to go home and film at home at your setup there than to ask Nathan, please don't animate that thing <laughs> for episode 92 yeah. because Jack needs to make a guide in Dead Space. I yeah. want to jump in here a little bit. Go so ahead. there was a discussion. This piece of hardware was going to change locations. And it wasn't a, an actual discussion. And this is where I was part of it, and I was like, 
I wasn't super happy about it, but I was like, okay, go ahead and let's change locations for this piece of hardware. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, and I should point out, too, this was, like, literally, it was the main five, Nathan and me. That was it. There were there were seven of us in that office at that point. That was pre-Brandon, pre-Monty. When you say main five, you mean Joel or Jason? That was Joel. Uh, that was Joel. Hey, yeah. Joel. Was Joel? Joel. I, I was there okay. when Jason was there. Um, so, uh, anyway, so I had it with me in my in my car. And uh, I actually went and saw a movie that night. What was and, the movie? Uh, yeah, please. By the, all the movie was the darkest movie I've ever seen in my life. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> um, I honestly forget. What, it, was, it was something. It was something at the, at the draft house downtown. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and are you getting anxiety even talking? About <laughs> I'm this? a little bit. I yeah. get anxiety talking about it. Yeah. And so uh, and so uh, anyway, uh, towards the end of the movie, my father starts calling me, and I'm like, "That's weird." Okay. And uh, and then he keeps calling over and over again. So I, I grab my phone and go out, and he's like, "Hey, the police are next to your car." Um, you need to get over there right now. I'm like, oh God. And so I leave, I ha- I like run up the street and, uh, sure enough, the driver's side window of my car had been shattered and the bag that had the hardware in it was not there anymore. Right. And, uh, and that was just like, right, that's a piece of new information for me, by the way. I didn't know it was in a bag. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, anyway. And so my heart's sinking. I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Because I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I'm not an employee of Rooster Teeth at this point. I'm just like part time, like just doing contract work. Yep. I, I was not full time at all or anything. Um, and so I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And I think I called Bernie first. You called Bernie was in a movie. I was. At, I can tell you, I was at Milk. Bernie and okay. I think Gavin and Griffin were seeing a movie together because oh, Gavin Ross was here for was the with summer. me. My buddy Ross. Ross. It was really weird. Yeah. And uh, okay. Gavin was here for the summer. So I remember yeah. making two, maybe three. That's how calls. it came up, by the way, because we were referencing when Gab, when Gab was here for the summer, and he said that was the time Jack got fired or something like that. Oh, okay. So. And so uh, anyway, so I, I called, I called Jeff and I called Bernie. I don't know, I, I I forget the order. You got me. And I remember I said what had happened, and you were like, "Are you kidding me?" Like you thought it was a joke, and then I said I wasn't, and I could hear, I could hear your face drop. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then I remember it was it was cold. It was winter because it was freezing cold, and I was driving home with no driver's side window, just like shaking with like, oh my god. God, what have I done? And uh, and then I called. I, then I think you told me to call Bernie, and I called Bernie. And then same deal. And I was like, Oh my God! Oh my God! And then uh, I think I called you back. I forget. I forget the the sort of chain of it gets blurry there. And then um, I basically got home, and I was like, Well, fuck. All right. I I don't think I'll ever work for Rooster Teeth. And so uh, yeah. And then that's where you guys would step in because at this point I was just like I I don't know what to do because uh, I I had pretty much I knew I mean I had, like it, it was it was well, bad we embarked on a month-long adventure <laughs> <laughs> yeah Gavin would actually like to tell, I'm sure, tell a story like I lived in dumpsters trying to find this thing we, you know, pawn shops and and cops constantly calling the cops kicking it going into like drug dens yeah man yeah, yep. it was like kicking down doors and, like and I was I was hitting up eBay and I was hitting up like Craigslist seeing if anything popped up and went to every pawn shop in Austin. Yep. Well, obviously this was a big deal, right? And it Very was at the time. We, yeah. yeah, no, it's still a big deal. Still I mean, big. like we like yeah. it, I can say I'm gonna say first of all that the like the way we handled this stuff now is, you know, it's we're a big company. We have better procedures for those kinds of things. Way better security. It was just a collection of things that we that we did wrong. You know what I mean? And oh, the absolutely. thing that I you the know. thing that I really focused on you was stopping with it in the car. When we had such a big discussion, yeah. but that's where that's where you and I kind of fell off. And uh, the hard part for me was having to call the developer, you know, and tell them that this had happened. And it's like a month before this piece of software comes out. And it's like, I mean, you could pretty much write like you knew, we knew that it was going to be like headlines or the thing was going to get leaked and, you know, or something like that. And we like scoured piracy sites for uh, like 30 days. It was like all we did for a month is we the just, company shut down. We just beat ourselves up about this. 
nothing ever happened. Even yeah. even the developer, to their credit, was like, "This kind of stuff happens." Don't, yeah, they didn't. They were. They. I don't. I want to say they didn't give a shit. No, but they were like, "Oh, thanks for letting us know." Yeah, we, we we're this this is something we deal with. It was one of those things with such a small company where I was on the phone. I remember everyone was around me and like waiting, you know, because they couldn't hear it. And I hung up. I was like, I guess we're okay, you know. <laughs> it's it, you know they're not you know they're not furious with us, um, and gonna throw us out of the bus, you know, for this this thing. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, then it was thirty days. The 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 software came out. Nothing ever came of it, but we still didn't talk about it because we just felt like fucking idiots about it and felt terrible about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was that was the darkest time in my life. Like, because, I, I mean, th thankfully, thank God nothing happened, but it's like, oh, I could have been responsible for incredibly horrible, horrible things. And I was like, well, I'm never going to work for Rooster Teeth. And so I moved to Los Angeles. And I was like, all right, well, this, you know, that I'm not going to be able to get a job there. And that was the only company I want to work for in Austin. I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and leave and see what I can do in L.A. Started your porn career. And I started my porn career. And uh, that, that started going okay. <laughs> and then uh, I was just on the side. I started doing other stuff. I started doing like uh, I made a map. That uh, that Jeff spotted, and uh, you got a hold of me, and I was very, very shocking. So. Well, yeah, we had talked about it too. Where it was like, did we overreact because yeah, yeah. all the people that were in the industry didn't like, and were used to telling us it's like this kind of thing happens, police reports, all that stuff. You guys, you know, you did do the crimes. Yeah, you guys yeah. didn't commit the crime. I tell this to my kids too. It's like JD, especially, is so rules oriented, and I said, look, dude. There's so many people that are trying to break the rules. Don't worry that like you're misinterpreting the rules and going to get in yeah. trouble for doing something wrong. It's like there are people who are actively like trying to break the rules. And that was us. And it was a crime. And I think, you know, that's what brought me back around to center was I was like, here's this guy. It's like, yeah, he made a mistake, but it wasn't his, you know, he was a victim of a crime. You know, it just yeah. happened to impact a lot of us as well. And I don't think we, did we, we never even had a conversation like you're out of here or anything like that. No, no, I, th I think honestly, Bernie, I think I talked to you that night. Yeah. I don't think I talked to you again for eight months. Mm -hmm. I think that was the last time I actually spoke to you until I was back in the office. Yeah. And so, uh, cause I, I went out to LA and I, I was out there for almost six months, and then I drove back. And I know, October of 2009 is when I started uh, helping out Joel with stuff and doing achievements, uh, achievement hunter stuff. And then December 1st, 2009, it was when you guys offered me full time. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it was that was basically from, yeah, roughly like March, April of 2009 until you know what I guess uh, September. They call was, it failing forward. <laughs> yeah, well, you know we get we and get so. like a lot of credit. Your small company, we're doing all this crazy stuff, and like oh, look, it's, you know, Wild West, and you know they're doing all the stuff that nobody else is doing, and it's crazy times. And we look at the back of that possibly, but then it's like there was stupid shit where we fucked up, and that was an instance where we fucked up, we and fucked that, up. that could have totally derailed us. Yeah, you know that could have really totally derailed us. Honestly, I, it, as early as Achievement Hunter was, I was just I remember having conversations with you. It was like, dude, I think we both believe in the potential of this thing. I just don't know if it's worth it to, to risk everything else you know that we've done yeah and we just we've had those conversations yep and so uh it was it was super shitty yeah that's <laughs> what yeah. it came down to so I'm, I'm, listen i'm sorry that i like randomly just brought it up oh no no it's okay like honestly this this was one of those things where it's like all right i guess that will never be discussed because i mean it, it was a it was a very in my i mean it was a hugely negative point in my life where i was like oh my god i could have just tanked a bunch of my new friends because i mean at this point i'd only been working with you guys Less than a year, I would say. I mean, I started doing forced enjoyment. That was pre-achievement hunter. Yeah. And that was I pitched you guys some contract work and he brought me in. And then that eventually then you then Jeff pitched the idea of achievement hunter to me. And that was at Red House Pizza. Yeah, Red House Pizza's not there anymore. But that was like probably March or April of 2008 when you pitched me the idea and we had it up and running in July 2008. You're so much better with dates than I am. I couldn't <laughs> even told you the Well, year. it's a lot of it's documented in the first podcasts, right? Yeah, I, I guess mean, it's uh, like because we launched the podcast. 
And we did some red versus blue PSAs to like get Achievement Hunter going. Yeah, the, the Achievables PSA. Well, that was yeah. the, that was the first piece of content we put on Achievement Hunter. That was the 27th of July, 2008. And then 28th was the first when we put up Burnout Paradise, which is the first video, the first Achievement Hunter video. You know what's crazy? It's and we'll, we should talk about this, Jeff, because I'm going to talk about like the Rooster Channel versus the Achievement Hunter channel. Sure. But it's like it's crazy to think one of the reasons why this was also a big deal is like this is like year seven or eight of the company. Uh, we were Gavin was here because we were making season six, se seven of se RVB. He had, he was directing season seven. So that would have been re not reconstruction, recreation, recreation. Yep, yeah. and uh, it was like. You know, we were trying to get other stuff going. It's like we had we went for seven years with one show. Yeah. And it's like here we had this thing that we had believed in had, you know, big potential. And it's like this misstep. And it's like, oh fuck. Are we just are we gonna be back to one show doing this thing? Yeah. Because yeah. the podcast was still in its infancy at that point. Too. And then Jeff deleted hundred videos. <laughs> yeah. And then you got credit for it. Yeah, I got credit for it for deleting. It's always been me. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was because we've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Where yeah, I was in the room with you when you did it. YouTube to, to my credit, I helped YouTube change that. That's they, true. They fixed that after me. Yeah. So that was that was Jeff basically he like so initial back in the day uh, uh, YouTube had all the list of all the uh, the most it was a hundred videos on your my videos channel a tab and there was a box where you could check it and like oh I want to delete this video you hit the one above the one the delete top all. one the most recent one which selected everything and then just deleted everything and this and, was back in the days when I'm we were we were we were at Oblonado so it wasn't as bad like I, I think of our worst days being in the downtown office as far as the downtown office and before in terms of hours and exhaustion and work and like like living, like I remember season six, Matt didn't go home, I think for like three weeks. At one yeah. point. He was just like living on the sofa and he smelled. And uh, <laughs> remember what we started doing like uh, season eight with Monty, we got a hotel room across the street. Yeah. We just trade off, like rotate through. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, but I remember I was just exhausted and I just was tired and my brain just wasn't working. So I was so tired and I do, did that. Do you remember what video you deleted? That was like, oh, damn it. The Connectables video. Uh, it was the Connectables one. And I think it was the, uh, uh Rage Quits Impossible game. Yeah. That was, that was a million well. view video. You, del yeah. you deleted a million view video. And at the time, that was, uh, you know, a unicorn. A big deal. Yeah. So I remember those um, early days of Achievement Hunter. It was like, we, we ran an experiment where you guys put, Achievement Hunter videos because you guys could produce three videos a day. Mm -hmm. We ran the same problem when it, the no was RT News. All of a sudden, you looked at our channel and it looked like that's all it was because they yeah. could produce so many videos. And I remember you guys did an experiment where if you put a video up on the Rooster channel, it got eighty thousand views, I think, and if you put it on your own channel, it got forty thousand views. Just shows how like how much things have changed, right. especially for Achievement Hunter in yeah. that time, right? Yeah. 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 But anyway, I'm very, very happy to be here still. Thank you for, uh, for uh, you know, Dude, giving me a for, second chance. Thanks for making the Shadow Complex map and sharing <laughs> it with me because that's why you work here. Absolutely. And, then, uh, and thanks for saving all those kids from cancer. You, yes. You, yes. you are 100% responsible. All those kids are alive because of you. November 11th this year, we're doing Extra Life again, and we're going for a million dollars. That's crazy, a million dollars. Anyway. How right. much money have we raised for Extra Life all total? You know? uh, over three million. Jesus Christ! I think over the past uh, over the past what six times we've done it five five big ones and then you and I did that one in six three six or we did that one in the achievement in our office back in the day that was the very first one we did remember that twenty four hours we sat yeah, yeah, and yeah. We, our had, backs. we camped out and we had yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think we raised like twenty five thousand that day. I heard so. I, I heard cool thing in regards to that. I don't know if that's public yet. Is it's it? not public. Okay, yet. I always I always <laughs> that's a problem on the podcast. Yeah. I yeah. know about stuff. So all right, cool. We'll yeah, yeah. tune in for extra life, Jack. I'm also glad that it worked out. You know? Yeah, I'm it's, I'm very happy. Thank you very much, Bernie, for uh, for you know bringing me back. And Jeff, thank you for uh, believing in me. I love you with all my heart. I love you too, Jeff. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with you. Oh, thank you very much. You're and my brother. I wish you best of luck in the future. All right. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was good working here. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Dr drive right home, Jack. Don't stop <laughs> anywhere. Just go straight home. I have to say, though, too, is like it was a big deal. And 
I, I want to defend the action of like letting people go or deciding you're not going to work with them anymore. You got to do that. You've got to if if people if if people make big mistakes, you've got to be able to do that. And it's like I think any company, the bigger it gets, it actually gets really hard for people to to get fired. And it shouldn't be that hard, I don't think. So you know, you, you probably don't know this, but you gave me. Uh oh, what happened? People. I got new information. Back. Yeah. Uh, you gave me when when I worked at Telenetwork, I was man, I was a team leader. Yeah, you, you were the vice president. Uh, I was struggling with my first fire. I had to fire somebody, and I was having a, and I'm I'm super empathic. And I don't think a lot of people have dealt with that side of it. It's hard. Yeah, and I was like, I was asking you for tips and pointers. Uh, I had worked with this guy a lot to try to save him as an employee. And in my head, it's like I'm taking I'm taking food out of his mouth, yep. and I'm taking away his ability to pay his rent, yep. and it's incredibly stressful. And just like, and I feel as his manager that I failed, and and it makes me want to try over and over again. This is me at 27 years old, 26 years old. Yep. And I was really struggling with firing this kid, and uh, and you and I asked you for tips because I'd seen you fire a bunch of people, and uh, and you told me something that I will never forget for the rest of my life, and you probably have no memory of doing this. You told me that. Uh, uh, I gold. wasn't firing him. He was firing himself. Okay. And that if it got to where it was and I had done everything that was in the rule book, you know, that I'd gone down the checklist of things to do, then I wasn't taking anything away from him. He was making the decision himself and I was just delivering the news, essentially. Yeah. And uh, totally changed my perspective. Fired so many people after that. And felt <laughs> totally fine. Probably he fired went, 25 people after he that. He went on a rampage. Yeah. And yeah. I, was like, I was like Dale Gribble in that episode of, uh, of uh, King of the Hill. They bring him in just to fire people. You're, get, get the hell out. You're like Trump, basically. Yeah, like yeah. You're uh, press coordinators. What is that position that he just keeps rotating people through at this point? <laughs> White House it? spokesperson? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Well, there's spokesperson, then like the head of public relations or whatever. At what point do you think one of us will have that job? I think it was like they go through enough people, it'll get to us. Well, there's only 330 million people in America. So. <laughs> and he's going to be reelected. At this rate, you're three. <laughs> so we'll find out. Yeah, but it's like I also feel, though, about firing, too, is um, it's it's always super shitty. Um, but at the same time, you're you're also doing them a favor. Like they're if they're bad in this job, there's nothing worse than being bad at the job. And I think that's something that's like you and I especially – Gus as well. Um, we worked in for a long time. We worked in a careers that were not entertainment based or anything. Yes. So like literally every day we get to do this, at least for me, is I I have I hope maintain that perspective. It's like just having this job where it's like I get to do what I want to do, this hobby that turned into a career, you know, that's never, ever, ever lost on me. I don't think you know, and there are, people will joke about the 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 time when it looked like I wanted to kill myself every day and it looked so miserable being here, but yeah, no, it's a perspective that I don't think I can ever lose. Because uh, working at Telenetwork with you guys was my second career. I was in the army before that. That's true. For five years. And then I did five and a half years at TNI managing a tech support company that I didn't give a shit about. I, I No offense to that. I just, tech support was not my passion. Managing well, let me ask you about that because you say that. Because I have very fond memories of Telenetwork. I have fond memories of Hard jobs. Hard job. Hard job. Yeah. It's not like I was passionate about fixing people's computers. Yeah. Or managing other people fix people's computers. But I love the people I worked with. And we learned a ton and a job's about a job. We learned a ton about business too. Learned a ton we, about business. Yeah. Uh, the guy, the guy who owned and ran the company, uh, was 
unbelievably giving in yeah. terms of the, the the responsibility he would hand down to younger people. Mm -hmm. Like he had a lot of faith. We could, you know, identify people. I mean, he took one look at you, he was like, he's got a lot of tattoos. You know, he's an old school guy. But uh, yeah, I was very appreciative of that. And it always frustrates me uh, when people talk about their old jobs. Like the moment somebody leaves a company, if they were like there 10 years, they just start talking shit about it. It's like, I, it was a positive experience. And we used to deal with that all the time when we'd have friends that would leave and then all you, I'd stop hanging out with them because all they'd want to do is hang out at a casino or at some bar and bitch about working there. So you, a, you don't work there anymore. You're on your to your new job. Bitch about that job. And right. it wasn't so bad. No. You know? Yeah, it's really it's weird. It's fucking, you, you ate every month. Yeah. You paid your bills. There's gas in the tank. It's you a know, weird you thing. You digging ditches. It's a weird thing that I think like people go through in their mid-20s. Or, you know, when they when they go on careers. Not you guys. You guys don't have jobs. None, yeah. of, the mid, none of the mid-20s do now. And, uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a weird thing where people just get like, Oddly competitive and passive aggressive about stuff and I always hated that. Yeah, I always hated it You know what I mean, but it's like that anywhere, you know, it's like that anywhere you leave a job I mean how many people like talk like really positively about their last job, you know I mean, it's like it's just not a normal thing. But you don't you don't leave it when you like it. I guess <laughs> Jeff something's bugging the shit on me Blanchard is sitting over there, and I don't know why I don't like, know why he's here either. So I, I'm just a seat filler so what? Is, why are you sitting there though? I it's got an email with a calendar invite for four thirty to six thirty, and all I know what? is I'm here. What I, does the calendar invite say? Just sit in this seat where Patrick sat last week. Really? Right, well, you're doing yes. a great job. Yeah, well, fucking keep up the great work, dude. Thank you. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. So you're 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 fitting in well. Yeah. Are yeah. you the last person with the inter internet box that we're gonna hire? I hope. I hope so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think we've hired all of you, haven't we? At this point? No, there's still sorry, two left. Dylon. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, Mike sorry. Kroon, yeah, Mike sorry. Kroon, Dylon. No, I wasn't calling anybody out. I yeah. just didn't know. There's still two left. But yeah, when it. we started, there was no nobody was employed full time. What do you do? What does he do now? Andy? Yeah. I have no clue. What do you do? He works for Trevor. I work for Trevor. I make I do some edits and occasionally I'm on on the spot like every three fucking weeks and You're like Jeff. Yeah. Build up life experience. Is that why you yeah. did? Yeah. yeah. And you know, occasional let's player too. So that's that's about well, it. Well, sounds like money well spent on all. Yeah, <laughs> is Trevor yeah, is Trevor is Trevor a good boss? Yeah, he's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, he's not bad. Go ahead. And uh, you know, Lindsay was before don't, him, so you know. Don't be too glowing with your praise. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah you don't want to look like you're buttering him up for <laughs> chill, raise or not anything. Chill, it's good. It's like it's whatever. Bad. It's good. I like. Did it. you miss the part where Jack got fired? Did you miss that? <laughs> <laughs> I was there. It happened like that. Yeah, buddy. I know. You don't even know. I hear it's a lot easier to get fired now than it was back then, so... Hey, is your prequel stuff where you talk about the Star Wars prequels? The prequel memes? Yeah, the one through three. Is yeah. that ironic? No, I generally enjoy them. You really? I'm sorry, yeah. I, what, I grew up what? with them. I was, I'm, I'm like a... a I was born in 92, 90, you know, 99, I was seven, so... They're, it's a, it's a good they're, point. They're not bad movies. It's a good point. They they're are not, kids They're movies. not great Star Wars movies, but they're not bad movies. What do you mean they're not? They, they are, what do you mean? <laughs> what? How can they be, if they're Star Wars movies, but they're not good Star Wars movies, But they're movies, not bad movies. Like, movies. there's worse movies than them. They're not bad movies. Yeah, of course just, there are worse movies. But they're just not on par as the original trilogy. Like, how could That's you, like saying, World War II wasn't a good war for Germany, but it was a good war. <laughs> yeah. War. We won. Solid. So, you know. <laughs> It wasn't. They're not bad movies. Three, is, three, three is generally good. Two is trash. One has moments. I don't, no. I don't recall that two and three are separate movies. It all just blends together to me. One is trash. It's, two and three are, are no. Hayden Christensen in two is awful. Well, really? Yeah. Did you see anybody in one? You yeah, know, Jake, Jake Lloyd is now schizophrenic. Isn't he in jail or like in a home? Or I, think no, he, I think he got institutionalized. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's institutionalized. That's what Star Wars will do. That's sad, dude. That's fucking sad. George Lucas ruined his childhood. Didn't ruin my childhood. I liked him. You know that George Lucas is on record as saying the reason why he sold to Disney was the internet. The criticism. That between the first <laughs> like bitch. two sets of trilogies, 
that the internet came about and then he's like, oh, everyone hates my fucking movies. I thought everybody loved my movies. And he's just, and he was just like, I'm I'm done with this, basically. So if George Lucas never read the comments, he'd still be making Star Wars. Don't read the comments. That's I'm the rule. glad he read the comments. You have to admit though that if you were a time traveler looking back or a historian looking back to the year 2002 and reading comments about Star Wars, you would assume it's the most reviled film franchise yeah. in the history of the world. For sure. Even the people who love it talk about it like it's fucking garbage. Yeah. And they get yeah. upset about everything. They're not perfect. Kylo Kylo Ren's bullshit, I just want to say. Star Killer base is bullshit. Hated that. Did you? I hate Star Killer. You don't like Kylo Ren? That's too whiny. I just can't. That's he's what not, Anakin should have been. scary to me. Darth Vader's fucking scary. Darth Vader is very scary. Yeah. yeah. He's fucking scary. Kylo so. Ren was a better Anakin than Anakin was. Like, Kylo Ren is what Anakin should have been. Like, brooding. He's good. Yeah. You watch the, like, the Rebel series and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen everything. I'm, you, listen, I'm pretty much caught up on everything canon. Jeff, I don't even know if I want the answer to this question. Well, I'm ask <laughs> Andy, have you been to see the Emoji movie? I have not. Okay, thank God. No, I, I saw your yeah. tweet. Your tweets have been making the rounds. Fucking kid. They, they, they drug me to see. I had to go 10 kids to this fucking emoji movie. 10 kids? It's awful. It's just terrible. It's so terrible. You've been, so, it doesn't you've look been busy since we last talked. I thought you only had two. What? <laughs> That's the extended version of my family. No. So, Jordan, my ex, yeah. we have a great co parenting relationship. She fucking threw me under the Love bus. Love her to death. Salt of the earth. Great yeah, woman. Great woman. She, uh, she was like, I was like, hey, they were going on vacation. And I was like, hey, I just like, if you guys are going to be gone for like a week, I just want to like, you know, I just can I get the kids like for two days this weekend? You know, I know it's like on the calendar or whatever. And we go back and forth. Super fluid about that. And I always appreciate her for that. She fucked me over this time. She didn't tell me she had fucking bought these tickets to the emoji movie. And every other parent in there, She'd agreed to do it. It took them. On. Dude, she like she got all the credit for doing it. All the other parents uh, have to go to this fuss, see this garbage fucking movie, and then she just at the last minute just pulls a fucking Houdini and gets out of it and sticks it on me. I would have given all those kids whiskey. It's. Do you watch Silicon Valley? Nah. It's one of the smartest shows on TV. Okay. It's a fucking great show. And T.J. Miller. Well, I don't want a show making me me feel stupid. No, no, it won't do that. Trust me. These all are right. idiot. You, you'd like it. It's like idiot. Savants nerds, you know, I saw that TJ Miller dude at a party a couple weeks ago, and he uh, he didn't look happy He just looked like, like kind of a sad dude. Really? Yeah, he just yeah. made the emoji movie Well, he quit fucking Silicon Valley and in, in, in all the interviews where he's talking about quitting Silicon Valley One of the smartest shows on TV He's talking about he wants to do more stuff like the emoji movie and parasail into the can Oh, he quit the show didn't like take like a hiatus from it. Or no, like, now he quit. He like, no done. It was weird I read some of those interviews. Whoops. Too. It was weird. I saw a stand-up. He's also Deadpool. Ago. It was Pretty good. He's a funny dude. Yeah, he seems like a funny guy. I think the first time I ever saw him, he's in this uh, Nathan Barnett video, that dance video. It's weird. It's a weird like connection. We talked about Nathan Barnett. It's almost like saying the the name of the devil because like, he shows up. Like we mentioned him on the podcast, and then he crashed our PAX panel in his underwear. Oh, is that that asshole with the headband? Yeah, the, the bald, he's balder dude. guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't like him. He almost looks like uh, like a like a like a, a goofier version of Nathan Zellner a little bit. Yeah, like if it. Nathan Zellner had a low T cell count, <laughs> like a combination Nathan and the who's the dude from Trevor from uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto? What's oh it? yeah, uh, is it Trevor? What, what is his name in real life? Oh, what, the actor. I don't know. What's the name of the character? I don't know. Trevor. I wasn't prepared. Trevor's Trevor. His name. Tre Trevor in the yeah. game. You yeah. work in the fucking video game department. They play GTA every. What are you editing over there? I don't edit. We don't let him edit. That's a Neil edit. Good, good. Yeah, no. I don't do a lot of multi cams. Not, not. I'm not trying to say that Andy's slow, but he edits the simple stuff. Does he really? It's honestly true. I do the less watches. Yeah. Not a lot, dude. Put a head and a tail on it. Let's watch. That's what he's editing over there. And then I watch it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Brilliant. Some edits, though. Yeah, but this weird connection. It's weird how things come back over time. 
they crashed our panel in their underwear. Do you remember that? I remember that. Which I was I, there for that. Would have yeah. been totally fine, but then they were like kind of bad at it. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't. There was no give and take. They just wanted to take over our panel. It's like then we were like, just kind of get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That was screw attack. Figures, right? It's so weird how that comes back around. Those were the screw attack guys in there because he was like a screw attack guy at the time. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, so that was like our first exposure to screw attack. That's too. why I hate screw attack. <laughs> also, that's Trevor why. is Stephen Ogg. That's Stephen Ogg. That's, that's his name. name. Thank you. That's guy's name. That dude's fucking I ripped. The character. So that motherfucker's blowing up. He's yeah, a, he's a, he's he's a, a walking, walking dead. dead. He was he in Better was, Call Saul. Yep. He's in GTA. He's in some in another big property too. Yeah, uh, he's been really blowing up ever since GTA. He's I feel, all, he's, I feel like I've never really seen an actor get like a really big break from like a video game. He's all then out. he's like now he's on the map. Yeah, I'm always waiting for like Troy Baker or somebody like that to start showing up in a ton of stuff. Or Nolan North. Yeah. I can see Nolan North being in things. Or, or like or Travis Willingham. Yeah. He's a good looking dude. Yep. Yep. I mean he's married. I'm not trying to fuck him or anything, but he's a good looking dude. Listen, let it all out, dude. Come on. You don't know. Yeah. You, you, listen, I don't know how happy they are. You never, know until, you never know until you try, right? Yeah, you gotta go. put things out there. But I always like, whenever I get out of here, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, you, you're right. good. See ya. <laughs> they, they, whenever they talk about like, they're gonna make the Give the shirt back to you. You don't keep that. Uncharted movie or something like that. They always like, they, everybody goes nuts and they're talking about like, oh, Nathan Fillion should yeah. play, uh, what's the name of the guy in Uncharted? Uh, Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. And uh, the, uh, I, always, I fucking hate that character. Ashley has a, you know, in Australia, all these fucking good-looking dudes. Ashley has an ex-boyfriend who looks just like fucking Nathan Drake. Oh, really? He even wears the fucking scarf and everything. Well, he shit. must not have been so great, or he'd still have her, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks for the shot, there, buddy. <laughs> or her fucking visa ran out. One of the two, <laughs> one of the two things. But, uh, yeah, the uh, whenever they, like, bring up Uncharted, and they're like, who's gonna play Nathan Drake? Ooh, it should be like, Nathan Fillion would be great. Nathan Fillion's on Twitter going, yeah, I'd love to play him. It's like, Nolan North plays that character. Yeah. How about the he's guy that plays why, him? He's yeah. why you like the fucking character. Put Nolan North in it. Nolan North is the guy who should be in it. It's a yeah. proven, it's proven. It's fucking, it's, it's nonsense. Nonsense. I agree. Garbaggio. Totally with you on that. I, by the way, I learned something. We were out in uh, LA um, this week. It's so weird. Los Angeles, it, LA. Los Angeles, yeah. LA. Right. Not to be confused with Lower Alabama. That is say. correct. Yeah. Do you really call it LA? I do. Or Louisiana? Uh, Louis, no, they just, they call it uh, Louisiana. No, I, in, in Texas, we'd call it LA because we could go and drink in Louisiana. Uh, because it was 18 years old yep. drinking age there. I'm Mexico sure. was <laughs> zero, yeah. but uh, Louisiana was 18, so we'd go to L.A. And it was like a two-hour drive to mm -hmm. go there. Because same reason I drink in Louisiana. Louisiana was a, just a garbage, Dude. garbage state. It, it was, still is. <laughs> I can say it. I fucking lived there for like a, two years. You lived in Louisiana? Yeah, se seventh and eighth grade. I didn't know that. Yeah, in Covington, Louisiana, right across Causeway from New Orleans. Oh, that's a conversation we haven't had before. You live in Louisiana? We've had that so, conversation. Someone's going to probably, like, clip a podcast. Yeah, where we, we talk about it extensively. Yeah, talk yeah. About it. One thing I'm always grateful for, too, you talk about these stories, is, like, you kind of tap out on your personal life. Uh, one thing I like about it is that occasionally, and more frequently, unfortunately, is I'll retell a story that I told, like, four or five years ago. And before I do it, I always ask the people on the podcast, hey, have I ever talked about this before? And I was like, no, no. They don't, because they don't fucking remember it. And then I tell the story, and then someone will put them back to back, but I tell the story the exact same way. And it's like, I'm, I, I'm glad I do that, because if it was like the facts were off or something like that, then I would have a problem. Uh-huh. No, yeah. I hear you. You do the same thing? I do the same thing. I yeah. also, uh, I've learned, the memory's not, is gone. It's not, really? It's not going. It's not going well. And so I have drinking. to. Sometimes I will watch old videos so I can hear my old stories because I don't remember how to tell them now. Oh, really? Like I don't remember stuff. I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and I was amazed at the names I couldn't remember from people that were like friends of mine. And I was like, "Fuck! I guess I am forty-two because." It's Are just you forty-two now? Yeah. Gross. I know it's the worst. Here, don't do it. I went to a doctor uh, this week <laughs> for the first time in like 
eight years. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and uh, the, the fucking everything works. That's good. Yeah, like they. I was like, I that figured be a I dangerous had, thing. I figured I had AIDS and cancer, and uh, you know what my, you don't want? My liver was gone. You don't and want that uh, antibiotic resistant gonorrhea. I don't have that. That's going around. I was a hundred percent healthy the whole way. I was even like, if you want to do butt stuff or whatever, I'm in my forties. Like a colonoscopy or a prostate exam. What did he say when you said that? He was like, "No, you're good," and I was like, "Really?" I thought at like 40, I had to get a colonoscopy. He's like, didn't you have one in your 30s because you're diverticulitis? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I had the same conversation when I turned 40 with the doctor because my mom died of colon cancer. Yeah, I remember. And so I thought, you know, I'm 40. I should get this done. He goes, yeah. no, no. Even with like, you know, family history, 45 is when you want to do it. I go, yeah, but I'm just like, I think I like it should get done. It's just like, I, I want to be like ahead of the curve on something like this, you know, if I have to deal with it. And he's like, no, you're good. And I said, I really think I have it. Then I realized I'm like, he's getting uncomfortable. Yeah, like, I'm trying to convince this guy to like stick shit up my butt. Something in me, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, thanks for making me feel like a shithead." I will say the doctor went to town on my balls <laughs> for a while, an uncomfortable amount, and I was like, "Why?" He was looking for uh, fun. He said, "Like, no, he was looking for uh, what is it? Yeah, hernias, I guess." What? He was like holding well, my balls. Testicular cancer is your twenties. Twisting them and coughing, and then there was a. It was. It was a little long. Where the, the fuck did you work. find this doctor? Tinder? Is that how you met him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said he, I need Tinder for medical professionals. He said he was yeah. a licensed dickologist. So, so what was the? Did you go like anticipating that? I want to say something because you you've recently entered a period of sobriety. Yes. Is it fair to say this is a lifelong endeavor? for I you? hope so. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the plan. I, I would like to think so, yeah. See, it's interesting because having known you for now 20, 20, 20, 20 ish years, 23 yeah. years, yeah. Uh, I've 1998. I've lived in Austin. Met, in 1998. I've lived in Austin for 25 fucking years. I That's realized that when I moved dude. to LA this year. It's like I moved here in 1990, 27 years, dude. So I'm going to show you a picture. You guys don't get to see it, so fuck off. Uh, it's dick. <laughs> here's here. So I, I, I quit drinking uh, for a myriad of reasons, right? Uh, and then I went to the doctor. I wanted to wait a while till. I shit got out of my system and like my body regulated before I went to the doctor to make sure I my liver didn't fall out or anything. It's like and cramming, by the way, cramming for a test. And then the doctor's like, your liver's awesome. Really? You have the liver of a man who drank much less than you. Which in my head, I'm like, I should start drinking again then. Gus yeah. went through the same thing. Yeah. And then, the so this was two days ago. The day that happened, this kid sent me uh, an email wanting me to do something. Uh... That sounded weird. Uh, it was like, it was not p pornography or pedophilia or anything. It was, it was something work-related. Nobody went there. But he was like, we met, and here's, I have proof. I, here's a photo of you and I meeting. And it was the day I thought, maybe I'll start drinking again. And I saw that photo. Wow, that's crazy. It doesn't even look like you. Yeah. And like, it doesn't I'm even look like you in my memory. That bloated, swollen mess. And I thought, oh, no. No, I'm, ne I'm never going to drink again. You know, it's funny because the only... The only indication I had of that, because you see somebody every day, it's like you don't really think about yeah. it. And like we don't, I, we actually don't see each other every day, but we cross paths on a regular basis. It's it's something that I think is people don't realize about Rooster Teeth. Maybe the new audience, not as much because they haven't been with us this whole time. But people that have been around a long time, there's still the idea that you and Matt and Joel and Gus and I all work together, and I could go weeks without seeing any of you, and that would be. Not necessary, right? Yeah. I mean, it'd no, be, I mean, it'd be we like all do different things. Yeah. yeah, and uh, like I, 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 I go. I maybe talk to Matt once every three weeks. You know, see, I talk to Matt every day. Dude, I, I, I don't want to bug him. Gus, like once a week on the podcast. Probably see Gus the most, but just because we use the same bathroom. Yeah, not, I'm not even making a joke. It's just that we both use the same bathroom, so I'll run into him in the hallway sometimes. But uh, does he like you don't go out after hours and hang out with him? 
With Gus? I know he just doesn't. He doesn't do, do it. that with anybody. No, he won't do it. Have you said it, this is this is a big? I went to dinner with you last two weeks ago, with uh, Sugar Pond Seven. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we went out for we went out for drinks. Like what? Like four months ago, five months ago. Six months ago? Uh, we went up for drinks. Yeah, about four, five months ago. That's not going to happen anymore, I guess. If you're not drinking, I'll go watch you drink. Don't. They got Diet Coke everywhere. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be one of those people. Like Gus and I had that friend. I was telling the story that Gus yeah. and I had that friend who quit drinking, who needed to quit drinking because he had like 112 DUIs. And <laughs> I ran into him one time, and he was like, "He was like, hey, you still drinking?" And I was like, "Yeah, are you still not drinking?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I don't miss it at all." And I was like, "Okay, that's a weird thing to lead with, but sure, yeah." And he goes, uh, "What are you? What are you drinking?" And I go, "I don't know, whatever." And he's like, "What was the last time you drank?" And I thought he was like intervention type thing. Yeah. And I go, I was uh, preaching at you. I drank last night, and he goes, "What'd you have?" And I go, "Oh boy, vodka tonics." And he goes, hmm, did you, did you put lemon or lime in that? And I was like, oh, this is porn to him. Wow. And I was like, like lime. And yeah. he's like, what brand? And I was like, I don't know, Tito's. And he's like, oh, yeah, Tito's. And I was like, all right, get out of this conversation. I'm not going to be that person. I I'm never, not going to be the person who's, who, like, I go to bars all the time. I Listen, I think if, I think if my friends have a problem, I'm pretty straightforward. And I will talk to people about stuff. Sure. I really will. And I don't. I never thought of you as having like a drinking problem. You, I thought you had an identity built around drinking, but it was never a point in time where I thought it, Jeff's drinking is out of control or anything like it that. It got away from me at the end. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. And I was. I did a very good job of not. I think I did it. You always probably think you do a better job than you do. And sure, but function of you and I not seeing each other that much, but. It got away from me the last couple months to it, the point where I realized it was an issue, and then so I stopped. And now, and it, and I, I think, I guess I did because I had to, but it was pretty fucking easy to stop. So I don't know. You just had to. I just had to make up my mind to quit, and, and then just I quit, down. and then I just did it. When, so how long has been? Uh, five months. Five months. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time. I used to count the days, but I ran. I, I, it, it got to the point where I realized I was counting the days just to count the days to like say a number, and the number didn't really mean anything, like 109 days or whatever. And I just, I just decided to drop that. Yeah, but it was in yeah about five months. Well, I want to be clear too. It's like not everybody can do that. And I lost 36 pounds doing it. Yeah, you don't look like that photo. That's no, for sure. I remember yeah. there. I remember when I thought about it, I noticed it was uh, we were we were looking at a video of someone we've known for years. And you referred to them as all bloated and crazy, and I and I I laughed and I was like, yeah, you know, he's he's in pretty bad shape. And then I looked at you and I thought, God, Jeff's looking a little, like, little bloated. Yeah, he's looking, <laughs> he's looking a little, you know. Uh, when you know. Gus, I had a moment where Gus looked better than me. Thought, <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, that's terrible. Fuck me. Yeah, that was rough. So I fixed you, it. <laughs> you can't you can't live with that. And now he looks like shit, and I look fine. Well, like my I don't. Like I wouldn't use the word addicted for you, but okay. I, but addict addiction is something that I've come up against in my life. Like I have family members that that uh, have been addicted to alcohol. I feel, and I've watched how it affects their lives. And but I'm also like I have a weird guilt associated with it because mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have that. Like I'll drink a beer here on the podcast, um, and or like I'll get I'll get fucking hammered. But then I won't go back and drink the next day. In fact, I, I probably won't. I can't make myself do that. And I won't drink for like a month or anything like that. And yeah. I have like one drinking session a year pretty much. And I'm always like horrified by it afterwards. I just, I like stuff to excess, no matter what it is. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, I know. Candy or video games or beer or all in. whatever. All in. Yeah. And so like, I don't have any desire to drink that beer right now. So it's not hard not to drink it. It's not hard to be next to it. But if I drank that one beer, I would have to drink the next 15 beers. Yeah. Just once you start, I just can't. It's like opening up a box of like 
Laffy Taffy. It's the whole box is going to get eaten. No, no, I'm not, yeah. If I open a box of like cereal, you and Fig Newtons, I go like, straight to the bottom of a box of cereal. Yeah, I'll go all the way through it. So it's, it's better fine. just not to open the box. It's better not exactly. It's, 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 I tell it to Ashley. It's like I will. I can make the best decisions in the world in the grocery store, or like when I'm ordering food, mm-hmm. I have to. Well, I only have to go. I want the salad. I only have to do that once for five seconds, and then I'm stuck with a fucking salad. If I put it in my house, like she'll get like. A jug of candy and she'll eat a piece of candy out of it or something or a thing of cookies. She'll eat one of them out every fucking three weeks. And I'm like, if that's in the house, I'm going to eat it in 10 minutes. Period. Yeah. If it's sitting there, I'm just going to like grab one at a time slowly over the course of a day. Yeah. The same. I, I've, I've moved to like snacking because you got to snack. So I just buy nectarines because I like nectarines and they're like 30 calories in nectarine. Yeah. And I know I can't eat one. I'm going to eat like four. And by the time you've ingested four nectarines, <laughs> you're fucking full and you're like, oh, 120 calories. <laughs> I don't know. It's just what I eat. Nectarines and plums. So, and now you're like, like candy. Now you're like you have so much time in the day. That's something I've heard you say a couple different. Oh, so what do you do? There are so many hours in the day. Yeah. That there weren't that did, weren't before. Um, I read a lot. You know, uh, it was nice because uh, I having an a, 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 an all in personality. Now I just read for three or four hours a day. Yeah. I do an, uh, to an unhealthy amount, but there's no such thing as unhealthy reading. So, uh, I read a shitload. Ashley I play a lot of Rainbow thing. Six. She probably reads a book a week. Yeah, I read a, a book to three weeks a you week. You play Rainbow Six Siege? Mm-hmm. Are you not playing Battlegrounds? We talk about Battlegrounds Mm-mm. way too much on the podcast. No, I don't play PC games. Oh, really? That's I don't all, even own I do. a PC at home, and I don't own a... I have an old Mac desktop that I don't... That just collects dust. Like, I don't... I, I'm actually at a point... I was talking about this to somebody the other day. I'm, like... I need a la- I need a, a computer ten percent of the time, maybe. Really? Yeah, I can just get by just with an recording. iPhone. Well, I mean, for yeah, at work you need as a tool, but yeah. in my personal life, I don't. I I have my I have my laptop because I have my laptop. I don't need right. it. I do but, almost everything on my phone. I noticed also that you have made a huge departure from social media, which I totally get. Yeah, yeah, because I'm 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 kind of in that same boat, you know. A Twitter I like because it's writing. You know what I mean? Mm. And honestly, it's probably like I probably shouldn't do it because it scratches that itch of writing. And if I didn't do it, I probably would be like writing a lot more every day. It feels like work to me. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I kind of like, I guess maybe peel back the curtain a little bit, but like, I, uh, I, I, I've learned because we produce so much content at such a high rate. You know, we're literally talking about ten to twenty hours a week of unedited con- recording through let's plays or podcasts or whatever at least in, in for achievement hunter yeah uh-huh. um that i save everything for that if when i leave here i don't talk i go and i sit and i read or i i don't even go out i'm kind of a hermit i don't go out with people a lot i will go out to like i went out the other night with sugar pine because i wanted to talk about the, some stuff with them and they were in town but that was i go to the movies by myself a lot now um, I just, with the exception of my daughter, like my daughter's been out of town all summer. Yeah. With the exception of my kids. Kids make it totally different too, yeah. I don't, I really, I'm just quiet. I live a very quiet life because I, I know I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to talk for six straight hours. And I just like, you just like save all the energy for that. It's so funny. Though. The way you're describing it is exactly, we're both Howard Stern fans. Yeah. He says the same thing. It's what a he, lot like that. He would yeah. say we go stare at a wall. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he would do. Just go stare he, at He like, wall. he leaves the show and he goes and he takes a nap and then he gets up. And he listens to anything people want to say to him, and then he goes home and he watches TV and goes to bed, and it's, it's very quiet. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very similar. Yeah, very very similar. What do you think about? We haven't talked about that. What do you think about Stern doing like America's Got Talent and all that stuff? I think that that dude 
desperately wanted to be a game show host his entire I mean I've been listening since 1996 and it's been a common thread the entire time and that was his attempt and chance at doing that and uh, I think he enjoyed it as much as he can allow himself to enjoy anything for about a year and then he obligated himself to doing it for longer and then eventually he allowed himself to quit really yeah yeah I think he was probably pretty miscible the majority of the time he did it man that I want to come back I around he scratched that itch the game show thing would you ever do anything like that game show well, like a like a Drew Carey Price is Right type thing. Well, we just went out to L.A. and I, I want to actually talk about Twitter for a second more. But we went out to L.A. and the, and when I was out there, uh, it it came up that the last taping of At Midnight was was happening. Six hundred episodes in, in mm -hmm. four years. But before I talk about that, I do want to talk about uh, Twitter since we were on that topic. Uh, you, one of your guys, Larry, had a hugely viral tweet, mm -hmm. and I had a viral. Yeah, why, why Shifty Larry? What is that? Know. Everybody's got to have a nickname. They, they gotta have I the, didn't name them. The nicknames. But I was I, I was looking because I had a viral tweet uh, last week about the Emoji movie. Yeah. Went nuts, went everywhere. And it's like people are keep linking it back to me. And then I looked, I thought, what is this fucking analytics? I want to see analytics on Twitter. And I looked at it and the tweet was seen by 2 million people. It was retweeted something like 18,000 times. I think Larry's was retweeted 450,000 times. You talking about his Trump thing? His Trump thing, yeah. yeah. So my tweet was like like 15,000 times it was retweeted. Um, like something like 30,000 people clicked on my profile. You can These are all standard things that shows you. Down, 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 down. Number of people that followed me because of the, of the tweet, 18 people. Yeah. It's like if you have something that gets – 45,000, 50,000 likes. That's impossible. Yeah. Two million people watch it. It's like you can't build anything on Twitter. So it's just like it's, it, it was proven there's just noise. And I asked Larry, I said, can you send me uh, that same page to me from your thing? Because his thing was way bigger. His total impressions on that Trump tweet were 35,753,000. Uh, think about that for a second. That is 10% of America. That's a good point. Yeah, ten, more than ten percent of our country. It's like twelve and a half percent of America. And he had uh, seven hundred eighty-five thousand people clicked on the details of the tweet. The, the tweet, uh, five hundred and forty-five thousand people tweeted or clicked on his profile and went to his profile from it. He got four hundred and five thousand retweets on it, one hundred fifty-seven thousand likes. He got one hundred and thirty follows from that. Isn't that insane? It's like I think it just goes to me. It shows everyone thinks viral is so important. It's not all important. It's not. It I totally agree with you. And also, like I, I just funny you I, you bring that up because I just read yesterday that uh, Twitter lost users month over month for Isn't the that first crazy? time. Yeah. In uh, I don't know. I don't know how long. I didn't read that part of the article, but uh, they went from this just in U.S. So I don't know what their global. Uh, active user bases, but their active user base went from 70 million to 68 million month over month from I think June to July yeah. or July to August. I think June to July. What month is this now? This is July. Okay. August. We're not sure. Yeah, June to July. Yeah. And uh, which is crazy to me that a social platform as big as Twitter can lose. The, uh, it's an appreciable amount. Yeah. Two million people. But also, like, you talk about this 35 million people saw it, mm -hmm. and there's 68 million users in America. So, like, I mean, obviously it was seen by more than people, more countries than America, but that's right. half of the Twitter population in America. It's pretty nuts. It's fucking nuts. It's and he got nuts. 115 or 150 followers from it? Yeah, 130. Yeah, that's it. social media is stupid. 130. It's stupid. That being said, I love when brand deals. No, but I, I do think one of the things that's good about it is <laughs> I think there's a pivot and a lot of people are doing it where they use social media to have actual 
like physical meetings with people like, mm -hmm. you know, business, things like that. People build relationships, stuff like that. And I think that's I'm glad to see people pivoting back to that as opposed to just like trying to like have so many subscribers or followers and, and on Instagram yeah. or that kind of shit. You know, yeah. I'm glad it's looping back around. It's it, it amazes me how much self-worth people derive from those numbers, too. That, Dude. Me that measuring stick or the flip side of that where they just feel bad about themselves or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's people get so wrapped up in it. And it's crazy to me for people who don't like do this. Like, I mean, I have friends. I'm sure you have friends in your personal not, life not so much. that don't like they don't have any social media stuff at all. They Facebook. Yeah. They have I do have Facebook. a lot of friends that have or not even that. Yeah. You know? And they're just like then they see this and they see the big numbers or they have a, you know, a totally normal amount of Twitter followers. And then it like changes my relationship with them. It's like this is just so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. It's just a place to make like one liner jokes is all it is. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which And now at midnight's gone. So. Twitter's a little bit stupider, even, you know. Um, well, you'll see the last episode, but um, Chris had a, you know, well, well, see the last episode. I don't sure. know that dude. He's a, I met him like once in the office. He seems like a nice guy. Sober 14 years, Jeff? Yeah, Bruce was telling me when I was on tour, Bruce was, I had quit pretty recently, and Bruce was telling me that like Hardwick had a, I, I think a much, I don't know his personal story, but it sounded like he had a real problem with drinking yeah. and uh, like talked about how how much happier the guy is. And he was like, you should talk to him sometime because he'll tell you how much better life is without alcohol. If you ever like get that moment where you you feel like you need to go back, which I haven't yet. But, you know, yeah, he's like literally like one of the nicest guys ever. You know, it's, yeah. it's it can sometimes be frustrating because there's people you meet and you're like, this person legitimately could be an asshole and that would be totally normal. And mm -hmm. then they're not. They're You know, they're just super nice. And he is like. The epitome of that. And I also think too, it's like, you know, I, I, he should be like a beacon of hope for people who struggle with addiction because he's pretty open about the fact that he stopped drinking 14 years ago. And you can do the same thing. You look at pictures of like, you know, uh, Chris Hardwick, you know, drunk, you know, or something like that. You see pictures of what, you know, what he looked like back then. Looks entirely different than he does now. 14 years later, you know, he looks like a million bucks. Has a show on NBC and everything else. So. Look at fucking Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, man. But that guy's frozen in time now because he's healthy. Yeah. He's in his 50s. And he's fucking Iron Man. It's weird, right? It's annoying. Yeah. yeah. He also got like, I think like $250,000 because nobody wanted to employ him for the first Iron Man. Even though John Favreau was like, this is brilliant that he's, you know, he's a brilliant choice for it. He got like next to nothing. But then that opened the door to the fact that they had to renegotiate a contract with him. And he's like, I want 40% of every yeah, yeah, yeah. Avengers movie from now on. It's yeah. also the reason why Iron Man appears in every fucking movie they make from the Marvel franchise. Did you, uh, did you like Spider-Man? I did. I did. I feel like there's a caveat. No, I did. I, I feel like there's. I feel like you're gonna say you didn't. I, I thought, thought it was, was phenomenal. I thought Tom Holland was the best Spider-Man I've ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought it was the first time. I didn't realize that they'd never hit the tone perfectly until I saw that movie. You know what it was to me? It's a kids it's movie. A difference between Spider-Man and Spidey, and he's yeah, Spidey. He's Spidey. You're yep. right. Yeah, that's, he's, a, good, that's he's a good way to the wise cracking. You know, jumping around. It's it's. I really liked it a lot. I yeah, thought, I it thought totally the, the was great. To tonally that movie was perfect. I'm always amazed though that like. The villains they like draw out because Spider-Man in particular are some of the worst fucking villains. Like because it's all from the fifties and sixties, like Mephisto. He's not like Iron Man bad, but he's pretty bad. Well, I, Iron Man suffers from the problem that a lot of Marvel stuff does, which is like, here's the hero. Let's just make the evil version of the hero. That's yeah. it. You know, it's like yeah. Ant Man. You know, we were talking about a guy last week on the podcast, uh, and he, he does these great like uh, short little videos about like JRPGs and stuff, and it's like even he was calling that out of like the. Marvel videos. You watch a dude that makes JRPG videos? No, no, it's really, you gotta see it, you gotta see it. It's been, it's been too long since we've hung out. <laughs> I know, no, you'll, you'll see this guy, you'll, I'll show you the videos, you'll All fucking right. laugh. You'll fucking laugh about it. But we went down to this thing, I wanna, I wanna, uh, Ellie, I wanna yell at you for a second. Not yell at you, I wanna have a, I wanna have an employee, uh, review discussion. Oh, what? Live? So, 
part You're British? Huh? <laughs> so part of the problem with the whole Jack thing, which we talked about earlier, this is a phenomenon that we've noticed at Rooster Teeth, which is like, we all had slash job titles. Yeah. Then we hire someone to do something specific. Like just that thing, like social media with Barbara, for instance, they immediately make it worse. Like there's some calamity that happens as soon as we put that person in that That's position. True. I love Barbara, salt of the earth. You're gonna, you're gonna th look at this face she's making at me. I'm like, what is the, what is the relation to that? What well, so worse? never miss planes ever. So oh. the first time I get an assistant that we travel together, she she missed a plane because she the first had to check a bag. Wasn't that the first time? It wasn't the first time we traveled together. It was like the second time. Second time, and she missed the plane. <laughs> I had to leave her in LAX, had that moment where she wasn't gonna make the flight because she had to check her bag and she was past time. And I'm just standing there with my carry-on and I'm like... You were like, well, well <laughs> I'm executive platinum and I need to go, so I'll see you in Austin. How how <laughs> dare you? That is exactly what you said. I said, I'm going to see my kids. I can't miss my flight because I'm going to see the kids. I think I bet it, I bet the executive platinum came out. I'm like, Gavin, how dare you? It did. How dare you? It did. All right, posh spice, but hold I was on like, a second. Fair. So then she books... I have fucked up and I shall stay. We also got fired from her last job. Dude, did you? She worked at a coffee well, shop. I tried to quit and I was very graciously fired is what happened. And I didn't really realize until I got home. I can't understand anything you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I gave in my two weeks and they were like, you know what? You can just leave. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> You'll appreciate this. We told the story in the podcast last week, but she had to do these, like they give her, it was one of these artisanal coffee shops. Mm -hmm. And so she had to taste all the, the blends, like the Ethiopian blend. Yeah. And then she had to fill out a form like, oh, it has notes of whatever, whatever. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she wrote every time coffee on here, <laughs> all the forms, like she's like, tastes like coffee, yeah. undertones of coffee. And that was it. So they're like, get the fuck out of here. They didn't like it. So she came to work here. And then starts missing plates. So you booked this, you, she booked this, I don't even know what it was. We were staying at like an, like, it was like Bob Newhart's Inn, but like <laughs> a modern hipster version of that. It was just, it was a, it wasn't even a hotel, it was just a house. We had a code to unlock the door, then you were in a common area. And what was it called? It was called Noon on Sunset Hill. Noon on Sunset, yeah. That sounds like trash. <laughs> wow. Dude, you should see like the, the alley. I mean, we had to- How much the, was it a night? Like a 170. Oh, yeah. In LA? In yeah. LA. That's like a, that's like, that's a, uh, what do they call those things? Uh, uh hostel. Hostel, yeah. yeah. No, hostel. it was, it was. It, that's exactly what kind of stuff she likes booking too. It's no! Crazy. Yes. This is so unfair. I sent this to you and I was like, does, how does this look? This looks all right. And you said, yeah, that looks great. Pictures are always deceiving. Like when you look at real estate, Jeff was going to buy a house in a place called Marfa. Remember? And I was like, he saw this, he said, this house looks amazing. And it was like dirt cheap. It did look amazing. It looked amazing. And I thought, I'm going to help him out. So I went to Google Maps and did a street view of it. And it was like a junkyard. Turned the corner and there was a junkyard and a trailer park. <laughs> and he was like, you know, like Jeff said, he goes all in on stuff. So you, I think you were ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. Like well, I spent the... like three hours on it. So I was ready to buy that <laughs> Deal of a lifetime. And this fucking place, it's so fucking hot now. I don't know what's going on. Even LA's hot. They had the thermostat for this hostel little that was really hubble house. They had it locked in a little box so you could see it, and they had set it to 78 degrees. So I was like, I'm not fucking going back to this place ever. It was in a this clear years. box that you could see through and like the buttons you would have to press, but there was no way that you, you tried though. You had like you got coffee sticks and you were I trying got a little swizzle stick <laughs> and was trying to, to like see it. What yeah. is it with the 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 Al Gore, Al Gore's global warming, right? Yeah, what about it? it? I was in, like, I was I was just in Oregon, because that's where the family is. Oh, yeah. So I've been going to Oregon every weekend for the past five weeks. Oh, something. have you really? It's like 105 yeah. degrees there. It was 107 degrees last Wednesday. Wow, dude. It was 96 degrees here. Yeah, that's, it was that's fucked up. 107 degrees in fucking Oregon. Where can you go? I mean, I, what do you do? Svalbard, Norway. Yeah, right? It's the only place you can go. I was talking with, uh, we went out, I went to go shoot a video with Hannah Hart, 
And we were talking about, do you just want to like buy land in the Yukon? Like, I'm sure people are way ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. It's like, are you gonna? And also, it's like if we buy land in the only livable place in the world, when that goes wrong, you're not gonna go. Excuse me, I live here. Yeah, this is my. I own you'll this just, land. Stay away. You'll be Di bullet food. Yeah, dying people. Yeah, but uh, this so. Because she worked in a coffee shop, Ellie always gets like the most pretentious coffee, which I appreciate because it's good. It's you always do. good coffee. But she went into a place this morning before oh we left gosh. from LA. Uh, we, I was in LA this oh, morning. Oh, you were in LA this I morning. I woke up this morning. Yeah, in LA. You took the, like, uh, like the, the 8 a.m. flight or whatever? Yep. Yep. Well, that lost, game. The two hours? Yeah. I want to tell you about the guy and the, the uh, flight attendant was having a bad day. Tell about people who hate their jobs. But what was the comment the guy said to you? It was like six in the morning. And so I wasn't prepared. And he was like, I, uh, I really like the interpretation of your outfit. And I was like, what? And he was like, it's like a commentary on denim. That's this guy had like, he had keys for earrings. <laughs> he had house keys as earrings. And like, I like I the interpretation like, of your outfit. It's I was like holding these two, two coffees that just turned around and was just like, what? Just, what? And I think he expected me to be like, oh yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. Trying to Americanize her. She should be like, fuck off. <laughs> Call the cops on the guy. The interpretation time. of your outfit. It's a commentary on denim. All right. That was it. So, I'd say I overall, like, how's the coffee? C plus <laughs> on the trip. C plus. I would if say. it makes you feel any better, uh, I was the first person to book travel at Rooster Teeth, mm -hmm. and I got fired from booking travel because I booked Gus and Bernie into apparently like a cracked in. Oh, in, that is true. <laughs> it was like Sarajevo. Yeah, we in Toronto maybe yeah. or Vancouver. So that's and they, my floor. they came back all pissed off. That's my floor. But I was told keep it cheap, so I kept it cheap. It was, I uh, was I was told keep it like bougie and interesting, so that's bougie, what I went bougie. for. Bougie. I ever use the word bougie? It's, it sounds that? like Bernie. Yeah. Uh, I'd like you to book me a place in LA, and I'd like it to be bougie and or interesting. It's one of my filters yeah. on Airbnb. <laughs> I want bougie. Yeah. <laughs> overall, overall, pretty bougie. good. Gee, I, we need to go to the last taping of At Midnight though, which was cool because who was on it? Uh, Colton, Hannah, Grace Helbig, uh, Colton Dunn. Yeah, Colton Dunn. Uh, he's been on a bunch. He had one of the best jokes tonight. I'll let you watch the episode though. I keep forgetting it's like it hasn't aired yet. Uh, bop, bop, bop. Uh, Tom Holland, not Tom Holland. Um, what's his name? The guy from uh, Reno 911. He's one of the producers. Of oh, it, uh, Tom, Thomas, uh, I got Tom Holland, I got Spider Man on the brain. Tom, uh, yeah, I, I could have told you uh, otherwise. I know, right? Uh, Thomas Lennon. There you go. That's him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like a bunch of other people. Emo he seems like a guy I would like. I would Emo like, Phillips? He seems like a cool guy. I don't want to ruin Emo it. Phillips? I feel like I'm giving away stuff. Like Weird 90s Al? comedian Emo Phillips? Yeah. There was Weird. just a, like, there was people, it was the end, so a lot of people came out for it. Um, and then the audience was all like friends and family as well. Weird Al, huh? Yeah. I found myself at a party not so long ago and he was there and I found out I don't have anything to say to Weird Al. <laughs> I saw him and I thought, oh, I should, no, I'm gonna let him be. I got, I got nothing. He seems like a nice guy, yeah. but I got me like ah. Okay, Gavin, I did a sports. You're you, and I, yeah, yeah. I remember because Gavin, nice. Gavin didn't know who he was. Is that true? Yeah, didn't didn't it was keep very, taking very a selfie. Gavin. Yeah, sure. Still took the fucking selfie. Yeah, fucking Gavin in his Facebook account. I heard you're famous. Can I have a photo with you? Want <laughs> <laughs> to make make my friends back home jealous? Hey, uh, so good. It was okay. It was great. Yeah, and so it was okay. Apart from the clap. What's that? That guy's clap next to me is a. Oh, uh, she sat next to somebody who had like a sonic boom of a clap. Every so. single time it went through, like through my one ear and out the other, and it was really re very distracting. I bet you were super British and polite about it, though. I didn't say anything. Mm. Yeah. There I was go. just like internally like, why? She, she crosses <laughs> over. She's like a little bit bulldogish, but then also will be like, like super British and like proper and won't say anything. Like people trying to cut in front of us in line today. She mm. was giving them the side eye. But yeah. then when she's on the phone with somebody and they tell her like, we had a dinner uh, for RTX and they tried to cancel the day of. Yeah, when they told me that it was for the next day. They booked it for the wrong day. 
And fucking so hammered on them. They called me on the day it was and was like, just everything's set for your dinner tomorrow. And I was like, uh, I beg your pardon? And then I like went through and sent them every email that they'd sent to me. And I was like, That is rough. They were like, oh, I'm sorry, but we've like, we've booked it out for someone else. And I was like, that's not my problem. Damn. You, was that the tone you used too? Yeah. Wait, I discovered, we discovered what the most British phrase of all time is. Like when someone says, uh, I'll try to fix this for you. And the response is, yes, I suppose you better had. <laughs> so, yes, I think you better had. The English accent goes a long way. Okay, thank, thank you, Ellie. You're welcome. British. Totally British. I think I'd never spoken to her before. Always, always was. Yeah. I mean, she's a big ruse. She's probably from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't, just doesn't it's tell working. us that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so the, the trip out there was fun, you know, it was, um... You got just for at the midnight or other stuff? No, I was, like, had some meetings and stuff, and then Hannah wanted to shoot a video, and then, um, when we were shooting a video together, um, I noticed, like, the lights were out in her studio, so then I came back the next day and changed all her light bulbs out, because <laughs> she's short. And, uh, then from there, it was, like, learned that the at midnight screening was that night, and, like, just... Do you find, texted. when you go out to L.A. for meetings, because I do the same quite a bit, that on the way home, you're like, I probably could have just FaceTimed that one. I got on a plane, though. No. My problem was I moved out to L.A. I was there for two months. Oh, yeah. And You were, like, I, downtown, right? Yeah, I thought, hey, I'm going to, like, I'm going to really focus on, like, writing. I'll be by myself and all this stuff, and I'm, I'm really going to do this. And I had some projects I was working on, like, that are more business-related. But, man, I, I just, like, it, I couldn't get anything done because I, I didn't realize I'd built up this backlog of professional meetings and, and like, personal meetups that, like, just had a backlog built up. For the first two weeks, it was, like... Breakfast, lunch, drinks, dinner, yeah, done. And it's just like I gained ten pounds going out to LA for two months. Uh, you were well, thanks, buddy. And uh, yeah, it just kept me busy the whole time. So I was like, "Fuck this! I gotta get out of here." So I was actually having a conversation with Harley uh, Morgenstein, Morenstein, Morenstein. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I don't say his last name. Harley uh, of uh, Epic Meal Time. Yeah. And uh, last year, sometime like we were at an event together, and we were talking. He he lives in. Uh, he moved back to Canada. From LA, I don't know if he's still in Canada, but this was last. This is last year's news, and uh, and I was asking him, I was like, why, why, why did you leave LA? You were there for a while, right? He's like, I was there for three years, and I was like, well, why did you decide to leave? And he goes, I, just, I wanted to get work done. Yeah, he was like, I want to make content. And I was like, you just can't do it there. Nope. Yeah. Also, it's like I I like it, you know, but I like the people. I don't like the place. Like, I I turned around, I really liked LA, but then it's like it's just like. This last time we were there was like fucking muggy, dude. It was so like sweaty and just like I can take it or leave it. It's whatever. It is what it is, right? It's like there's douchey restaurants there, there's douchey restaurants here. There's interpretive coffee there. There's interpretive <laughs> coffee everywhere. <laughs> there's a, there's a barista who tells you. The best thing about LA is that it's a direct flight and it's two and a half hours. Yeah. That is the best thing I can say about LA is it's easy to get in and out of. I get why people live there. I mean, I get why I we didn't for years, yeah. you know, but it's like it is super easy to get up, you know, opportunities and like yeah, a lot of stuff that gets done uh, in the entertainment industry doesn't happen in a conference room. Sure. You know, or you're not interviewing for a position. You know what I mean? Even auditions, it's like a lot of that stuff you just like, you, you meet people. The problem with that is I find is that when you want to have a normal social interaction, there are people who are never off the clock. They're yeah. always working. You know what I mean? And uh, I would say that's the whole fucking city. It, it's not, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah and no, I get that impression a lot. Yeah. It, it does kind of wear you down a little bit. Let's get, I like having an assistant. You had an assistant long before I did. So I remember I talked to you and said, was this a good idea to get an assistant? So, but you have a personal, like, I don't know, is this, is assistant the right word? Nanny the right word? I don't know. It's like family, a family fixer. There you go. Person, yeah. In general. Yeah, you're talking about Chelsea. Yeah. She, she makes the world a, a better place, for sure. I don't feel like 
The chairs are terrible. It makes me look. I'm not fat. You know, like it makes me look. You look fat. great, dude. Super skinny. You look great. What's going on here? You want to go back to the off-topic set? Would that make you feel more comfortable? Yeah, I feel better sitting in a bar, not drinking. So what is the deal? So you've been making fun of me for having a vlog. Every every time I've seen you, just about sure. you made fun of me for having a vlog. I'm gonna make fun of you for everything. You have you have an unboxing show now. Okay, always an unboxing show. And I should have seen it coming because you guys posted that you had a PO box, and I go, I know where this is going. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be accepting uh, gifts and they're gonna be unboxing. Uh, so yeah. how long before you have private chats for like two ninety nine a minute where you're topless? Is that coming? And Jeremy's. I think Jeremy's already doing. Is that. he doing it? Yeah. <laughs> is that what they do on Twitch? Yeah, he's a. Uh, if you go to baldfucks.com, <laughs> yeah. you get the first 15 minutes for free if you just enter in keyword uh, rich teeth. Um, it's true, I guess. I mean, it certainly wasn't conceived as that, but uh, uh, that's just kind of what it's turned into because people send so much stuff. It's been great, though, uh, because A, everybody likes to open up presents, but B, it's like, like... Here, you just open up it and it's like, here's a bounce castle. It's like, oh, great. That's three videos we can make out of that. Got a fucking bounce that, castle? You haven't been in our office lately, have you? No. Yeah. I, I poked my head in today. Yeah. We have a bounce castle? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking bad. Is it, it must be huge. Yeah. Is it really? It's not super huge. It's big enough. Wow. It's not as big as you're thinking. I just poked my I'll, head in and said, hey, hit a guy. I don't want to spoil, I don't want to spoil anything, so, but I'll tell you about it later. I don't want to spoil anything on air. But uh, no, it's been great for content because like, yeah, you just get like, here's a grenade launcher for uh, Airsoft. And you're like, oh, fuck, I can blow I up a pumpkin one. with that or whatever, you know? And then suddenly you have content that you wouldn't have had because somebody on the somebody in Wisconsin is super creative and funny and thought to send you, you know. Uh, Call it crowdsourcing. Crowd, there you go, crowdsourcing yeah. comedy. That's the uh, new modern, new media term for that, crowdsourcing. Sure. All right, well, we're going to wrap up here in just a second. If, I'm, I'm on Twitter. If you guys are on the... Uh, hashtag RT podcast and you have any questions for Jeff I think they know everything about you though. I, they, they have they, to at this point? How would they have questions for me? What else do you want to cover? What do, do we need? When, the, do we need the question is when are you gonna be on the podcast again? It was today. That's it? Yeah, I'll see you in uh, six more years. Jack just has to get fired every nine years <laughs> and then Jeff will come on. That had nothing to do with it. It really didn't. It no. was weird timing. It was weird timing. It felt like Trump like You know you cause a, cause a shitstorm some gets set up, then you cause a shitstorm, and then you know have to rectify it. I'm not going to get super political because I don't want to make the audience happy. The audience loves when I get political. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Wall Street Journal reported today that uh, Mueller has uh, impaneled a grand jury. No shit. Mm -hmm. Really? That doesn't mean anything other than they can subpoena documents, phone records, financial records, those kinds of things. And you can't serve an indictment without a grand jury. And also doesn't mean grand jury doesn't mean indictment, but there's no indictment without a grand jury. So. And he can always pardon himself, right? He can always pardon himself. Researching that and pardon himself. Yeah. Interesting times, though. Is it going to be like this forever? <sighs> like, yeah. let's say, let's say, yeah. Trump doesn't get reelected. He will, but let's say he doesn't. He's, he's the, uh, the, people should before you go any further ab understand absolutely that none of this means Trump is out of the White House. No way. Trump is our president for the next three years, three and a half years, yeah. and then he will get reelected. It is eight years. There's nothing. There's no, there's no, if, I don't want to speculate on what it would take. All the hot takes on Twitter won't matter. Nothing least. is going to matter. The nope. man is going to be president for eight years. Yep. That's all there is to it. Just it, resign yourself to it and accept it. And this is what politics in America looks like now. For better yeah. or worse, worse, worse. But even like, even after that, let's say like the most, like it swings back the other way. Yeah. Ultra liberal uh, president. He, th that person is going to be just constantly attacked the entire time mm -hmm. they're in office as well. No, right? it's, 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 this is, this is what discourse looks like now. For the foreseeable future. What do you think it is? You think it's social media that's uh -huh. doing that? Yeah. I think it is too. I do. I do. I think it's it's like 
it's unfortunately Andy Warhol's vision realized uh, to the nth degree. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's the thing that makes us, it's the thing that makes the ability for us to have the career that we have, right? Right. Is that we were, we were able to have a platform and we recognized it very early on. We were very fortunate, but I think also forward thinking enough to, to, to latch on and to realize that we could create our own platform and get it in, get it to eyeballs in a way that was never possible before without right. going through traditional media. And, uh, the thing that is that enabled us to do that enables everybody in the world yeah. to have a voice for worse. And for better and for worse. And but, they have to cut through the noise. And, the only and they have to cut, cut through, through a noise. tremendous amount of white noise. Mm -hmm. And the only way to cut through noise is to be sensational and seek negative attention. That's right. And that's where we are. Even if it's negative it attention works. like that you agree with, you know, like you're politically aligned with those people, they still have to go to extremes in order to get noticed. It's yeah. true. It's, it's, it's a shame and it works. And I don't know how... Us an entire society course corrects for that. I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, th I think this is just. I really don't know what it would take to, uh, aside from, sadly, some sort of a terrible tragedy that would or, or catastrophe. I don't know how you. I don't know how you pull back from where we are. Yeah, the world is a very small place. It's you can touch anybody in the world via the internet at any time, and you can. It, it's there's no filter. And it's this is this is what it looks like. Yeah, and it's only gonna get it's only gonna amp up. And it, you you start using it at such an early age. One of the things I'm I'm so happy about is my kids are like it's almost like a religious family where the one generation is super religious, so the the, the next generation is not at all, mm -hmm. or politically that you know they tend to go back and forth. It's because social media is such an important part of the Ashley and Bernie layer that the kids are just like not the only thing to do with it. My family is not like that. Yeah, well, I mean, you never know, right? It's like I'm, I appreciate the fact that they're like flipped the other way, but also it's like it's important that they know how to use it as well. Well, you don't want to. It's important that they know how to use it because they don't want to be so out of touch that they can't adapt to the changing climate and the yeah. way the world works. But it is great that you, that they're not obsessed with it because it's it's unhealthy. No, I, I think it is. I, I think it is, and it's one of the going back to the addiction talk. It's like. Man, if I like, I wouldn't want to see how many times I check my phone in a day. Yeah. I just wouldn't want to see it because I just do it without thinking. You know? I didn't have my phone today for two and a half hours because I had to get my screen fixed. So yeah. I dropped it off and then I had to race back to film a video. And then I had like a lunch meeting and then I had to race over to get it. And I was fucking lost for two and a half hours without my phone. I just felt so out of, like, I didn't know how to contact people. I thought, what if I'm late for this meeting? Right. How will I let them know? I can't, like, I didn't, I needed to meet up with Lewis and I didn't know how to contact him. So I had to ask Trevor to contact him for me to let him know I was coming. It's like, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. And it's one of those things where you feel it every second that you don't have it, but then you also get used to not having it when you don't. Like, I had to give up my phone for a month. I, yeah, I remember for when you were on race. The Amazing Race. And it was just like, after a while, I just like, didn't think about it. And when I got it back, I was like, all right, be way more measured about how much I use this no, thing. Use a little bit. Nah, bullshit. Right That's how I am. With, yeah. It's almost like it's like the human brain designs something that works exactly rewards itself. So it's like it's this thing. It's constantly just like picking up information. Little little like dopamine hits constantly all mm -hmm. the time. You know, it is. That's yeah. why I just I can't. I yeah, I just I have no time for social media because I just I can't. I don't want to get sucked into it. Yeah. I don't, I, it's it's it's. It becomes so all-encompassing. I just and I I know me. I just I would I would it would be it would not be good. As long as you also don't consider YouTube or video content to be social media, which it's um, it's on the fringe, right? It's on the fringe. Yeah. But I'm I mean I'm generating content that I'm getting paid to make and that I and, and it is a part of my career. You're fucking sad. And what's that? Sell. <laughs> I am such a sellout. I'm and happy to be so. But, uh, <laughs> and then like I treat comments. Uh, I, I and I and I would I. 
I think all people should treat them this way, content producers. Like, it's good to go in and look at the comments. Uh, as soon as you put a video out to make sure that there's nothing technically wrong, you get a, a good snapshot, every one, go in every once in a while to get a snapshot of like what the general tone is without going too deep into it. You look at likes and dislikes, you look at views. People vote with their eyeballs, and, right. and you don't go much deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff, too. It's like, we, we could talk about this uh, on the post show, because we have to do a post show, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's like 10, 15 minutes. But uh, I was going to talk to you about, like, the structure of our channels and everything like that. It's like, it, there's there's some things I like, but it's, it, yeah, it really is mainly come down to that. Like, do people watch or don't? Like, a lot of times in the podcast, like, oh, I like, the, I like the cast when they change it up, and the comments are dominated by that. But it's like, those have less views. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's, there are some metrics that, like, uh, supersede other ones, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's like, and people, people get upset about it, but, like, this week, Gavin, I mentioned the Gavin and Jack filmed an episode of Hunt, which is a show we made I, I, four or five years I ago. I read this on some yeah. subreddit. And yeah. people were super excited about it. And eight people were super excited about it. And they're like, <laughs> yes, the return of Hunt. I've been missing this forever. This is great. I hope I can't. I hope they keep making it. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to keep making it because that video is going to come out. Prove me wrong. It's going to get 140 to 180,000 views. Right. And... And and we're just it's we're not going to make it because the amount of effort that goes into continuing to make it for so that the audience for the majority of the audience doesn't want to watch it. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. From a business standpoint, but also from a pleasing the uh, the most amount of people that we can sense like people think it's all business, but it's also like we're trying to make people happy here and people vote with with their views and. I, I get that constantly like, oh, why did you stop making Go? Why did you stop making Hunt? Why did you stop making X show? It's because people stopped watching it. And we're making we're in the business of making content for people to watch it. Money aside, I want every video I make to get a million views. Yeah. No, I totally I agree. Do, you know? Yeah. Like that's the goal because that means a million people or five hundred thousand people watched it twice, a million people watched it once, whatever. They it was it resonated enough that it resonated with those people to that degree. And that's a that's the best metric for me to determine what people want to watch is what they watch. And it's weird because, you know, let's we'll say some of this for the post show, okay, but sure. the way we measure things as well, that came up on the subreddit, people were wondering, do they measure our response? It's like, there's no real way to measure. Right? No. But uh, we can talk a little bit about the way that we that we measure uh, stuff with like YouTube views and then average views and stuff like that. And then, you know, something that I just stay conscious of is like, I also don't want to make stuff I don't want to make stuff that, that contributes to the noise floor. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to make stuff that's compelling, that's interesting, you know, and it's like, you just want to make something just because, uh, you know, a handful of people want to watch it. In fact, there was a point in time where it's like, actually, we never talk, we never say the word canceled, really. Like, stuff goes away, but doesn't come we back. We don't cancel stuff. And the main reason I don't use the word canceled ever is because I think it sticks to a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, so I avoid doing that. And when we changed my vlog to a different day and the fucking views, they went down to like 100,000. I was like, oh, it's gone. Can't, and I was gonna say, finally, I can say a show got canceled because I'm canceling my own show, and I'm not worried about how that impacts me. I'm like, I want to cancel it. But then the but Evan came up to me and said, "I know you want to. I know you want to like just cancel it and cut it, but uh, it's like you're gonna look at these metrics. And the metrics was he knew exactly what to show me. He showed me that it was the oldest show on the program on, on the channel. Like it was by far the oldest audience watching. Hmm. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's a reason to keep it around, that kind yeah. of thing. But we'll talk about more about that stuff okay, in the post-show. Okay, let's show. do it. Because the Lord knows we talk about it a ton. Anything else you want to cover in here? No! I was going to uh, tell you about my flight attendant who hated his job. He was miserable today. That sucks. You remember when we went to Delaware Subs like a billion years ago? And we got a guy who was just having the worst the, day ever? The guy, the, the, yeah, I know the guy. Yeah. And I, I, I said like, we were getting cheesesteaks because they make good cheesesteaks. They do make good cheesesteaks. I forget what it was, but it was something along the lines of, do you want 
uh, mushrooms and peppers and onions on your thing? I said, yes. And then I go, oh, no, wait, no peppers, just mushrooms and onions. And he just goes, <sighs> I mean, it was that fast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like he yeah, made yeah. the sandwich. He goes, I can <sighs> see him doing it. And he had to walk. Remember, he walked in a circle and uh -huh. then came back to the counter. I'm like, this guy fucking hates his job. Yeah, he's having a day. And yeah. that's the kind of thing. It's like, that's the guy, like, the manager should go, look, dude, don't work here anymore. Yeah. You fucking hate this job. It's like, it's, yeah. You're, you're, you're making your life miserable. I had a flight attendant like that today. You could tell he was like, <sighs> he was very nice on ed every individual thing, but he was pissed off the whole time. And like the capper was, he was giving the, uh, hey, we're making our final descent to Austin. You know, put away your tray tables and your large electronics, et cetera. And as soon as he started talk, it's hot. So it's fucking massive turbulence and everything's like, like, I grab my drink and do it. And I look at him and he just goes like this. He just goes with the little intercom thing. He goes, <sighs> And I thought, dude, it's fucking turbulence. It's like this guy was on edge. Like, I actually, I, Jeff, you might appreciate this. I almost asked the guy out for drinks. Like, <laughs> hey, dude, you just want to like, you want to go out and get a drink because I know you're like landing in Austin. It's like, yeah. just like I, I know you blow some steam off. Yeah, I know you don't know me or anything, but let's go out and fucking talk it out. He just seemed like he seemed like he was on edge. That sucks. Uh, but I never get the cool flight attendants who like piss on the drink cart or like pop the emergency <laughs> slide. <laughs> I just get the guy who's pissy in the yeah, background. Yeah, sure. All right, well, that does it. Well, uh, thank you for joining us for this uh, second one-on-one -on -one podcast. Thanks to Jeff Ramsey. Who's next week? Uh, what's that? Next week, what are we going to do? Um, I'm trying to think of someone who's been on the podcast longer than you, and I can't think of anybody. We're going to have Genghis Khan on next week or something like that. There you go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, and thank you to our sponsors. Nobody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Day six.